Greetings, friends. It's Thursday, October 12th. Chapo is back with you. It's uh, Felix and I today, but I'm very pleased to report that filling out the third spot in the triangle offense that we run on this show is a guy that we go back with further than just about anyone. It is my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Brian Quimby. Hey, guys. How's it going? (laughs) It's going great. You know, uh, we're going to mostly avoid talking about uh, Palestine on today's show. I feel like our interview with Mohammed pretty much uh, said all I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to say this week on uh, this topic. And if I have to read, if I have to do a reading series about like uh, Eric Levitz or Michelle Goldberg crying about how people need to be nicer to them, I'm going to have to use the phrase in Minecraft too many times. I oh, you didn't like the Goldberg piece. <laughs> yeah, no, I had a few nuanced and reasonable criticisms of it. I actually wanted to start the show today by reading from it. Do, do you mind? <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> the shared personhood of our combined humanity is the reality in which we are all homo sapiens. All of us have parents, but the children of parents can one day become grandparents, and every grandchild can become even a step parent, a step mom could be the sister to a real parent and a parent can be caught in a washing machine. (laughs) Let's not forget that we're all shared humans inside of people who are their own humanity inside personhood that we share in Hakuna Matata. (laughs) Let's all remember that one day we were someone's grandchildren and let's all come together and let's pick the smile over the frown. That's right. Very powerful words from Naomi Klein. <laughs> I just all, all, uh, <laughs> always side with a person smiling rather than yeah. a person frowning. Uh, we, st- we stand for smiles. You know, I've made fun of our listeners on the show because none of them uh, re- were alive when 9-11 happened. But for those of you who were too young to remember those good times, you better start believing in them because you're living in it right now. And I guess, we, <laughs> I, guess I have to say, the one thing I, I Chris, I, w- I was talking to you last night, and the one thing I'm still struck by is when you said that um, basically, like, as far as people on the right go, um, we know what they believe. They're happy to tell you about it. But like, and I, and I say this to our younger listeners right now, you're getting an object lesson from liberals in that, like, they believe the exact same thing and have their like they're they're begging to let someone pull the trigger provided they are told that they are Harry Potter when they're doing it. Like, if, like as, as long as the people that, like, they want to be wiped out or could be described as Voldemort-like, they're, like, they're ready for it all. They're, like, they're, they're on board a thousand percent. It is crazy when, when I think about it that, like, so I did our, we did our show for 12 years or something like that, and, and you guys have been around forever now, too. And uh, nine, probably, right? Am I wrong? Seven, seven? or eight years? Seven years? Eight years? And seven and this years. is like the most 9-11-ish time. Like, this is this is what 9-11 felt like on the radio. Like, reading yeah. Twitter and yeah. watching news. It's crazy. I just, like, it's... You guys saw the Josh Gonheimer thing, right? Oh, yeah. They're guilty. They're guilty. Yeah. So, for people who don't know, uh, Josh Gottheimer, who's a four foot 13 congressman, uh, <laughs> I think he, he was in the like now abandoned problem solvers caucus or something like it. He was like one of those guys. And, um, that like, there's some congressional meeting and like someone wanted to have like, an, you know, talk about a throwback in interfaith dialogue. 
Yeah. When was the last time you had one of those? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that that's, I can't even remember the last time. But um, someone said something about like inviting um, Muslim leaders from Lehigh Valley in, in Pennsylvania. And he said they're guilty. Like of what? I don't know. But, um, you know, after the last, I'd say what, like seven years you would assume this is the type of thing that would like get someone a Democrat like thrown off of all their committees. Right. Like it's been years of like, you know, like land acknowledgements and uh, Trudeau's like inclusive (laughs) socks and like all this shit, but (laughs) everything reverts to the mean in America. I I, honestly, the New York democratic party, like the land acknowledgement party um, who needs to acknowledge that um, Manhattan is occupied Lenape land. But then they're like uh, Governor Kathy Molecule was asked, like, well, what about um, Americans who uh, have relatives in Palestine and are worried for their safety? She was just like, they should denounce Hamas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) they should be very clear that not to be on the they should they should make it clear that they stand with Israel. Yeah. And, you know. I got to say, like, to, 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 you know, the people out there in the liberal media whose consciences are so pained right now by what Hamas is making Israel do to the Palestinian people. I just got to say, like, you haven't got there yet. But if you write an article that is nuanced and balanced enough and it's like in its critique and like it provides is so moral that, like, I, I, I think the occupation has a good chance of ending. Yeah, it's really a shame. We were two weeks away from like there was I mean all the cherries were going to line up in the slot machine. There was a wellspring of Western sympathy coming. <laughs> Most people give up before then, unfortunately. Well, uh, well, Brian, you're talking about what, uh, <laughs> what nine 11 was like on the radio back when, back in your, back in the radio days. And I'll, I remember, uh, one of the things I remember about nine 11 on the radio was that Howard Stern said that we should drop a nuclear bomb on at least one Arab city. doesn't matter which one, just one Arab city to tell them that we mean business. And I bring this up because uh, one of the funniest things I saw this week was shared by you, and it was a video from Matt Walsh titled, Howard Stern is Gross. <laughs> Howard Stern's Disgusting History Revealed. <laughs> did, you, Brian, did you watch the video? What, what, what into Howard Stern's Disgusting History was revealed? I didn't get to watch the video. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't, like, my guess would be that he wouldn't let naked women come in unless they showed an ID. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure. I mean, the, it's funny that the right wing people are are sort of not discovering Howard Stern, but finding out that he's not on their side anymore. And that, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that like now they're like, have you looked into this guy's past? <laughs> yeah, he did the wheel of sex. He did a show called It's Just Wrong, where we would bring a, a mother and her son in and play chicken with each other to see how we can get up to see who makes out more. It's like, yes, he's uncancelable. I've, I've been <laughs> yeah. saying that about him for the years that, you know, I've been covering him is that like. He he thinks he's cancelable for sure because his show sucks now. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, incredibly... he hasn't left his like compound in years because of COVID, right? He's living like Howard Hughes now. He is, he is, and 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 like I guess that the rumors of his of his divorce because his wife is like, I want to go to France, and he's like, I'm not even going out to dinner. So you know, <laughs> so like he's ready. I I think like. We were actually watching some videos of his recently, and I think what they've done is bring the whole staff back to the studio 
and then decorate Howard's basement like he's in the studio too, so that it looks like he's there all the time. It's yeah. very strange, but yeah, yeah, it's it's super weird. Yeah, I would say for the last what like I don't know like uh, twelve years at least, it's been like a zombie Howard show. Ever since Howard was a guest uh, judge on The Voice, it's kind of been over <laughs> yeah. in a way, I'd say. <laughs> when he got rid of, like, I mean, Artie was, like, the thing that I think was, like, the f- the last thing, you yeah. know, where it was, like, Artie was this guy that was yelling and belligerent and, like, the fights felt real on the show and stuff like that. Once he's gone, it's Howard Stern bouncing off of his employees and Robin. And I got to tell you, it's not very funny. I... I had to, I, I canceled Sirius, I think, last year after three straight days of him complaining about who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I was just like, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he's one of those guys where there are very few celebrities like this, but where they've been around for fucking ever. Like, they've been famous for like 48 years, but they have this unique quality to them, both in their kind of appearance but also just their demeanor where you forget their age and with howard you forget that he's like a 71 year old man oh, and his really? his his complaints are like you know i bought a captain and Tennille remaster it doesn't sound any different <laughs> <laughs> i think i i found it so funny he would like come on the show on monday and say like oh I was watching this great Led Zeppelin concert on YouTube. You have got to hear this song. And it's like, it's fucking Led Zeppelin, dude. I've heard them all. Every one of them. Um, I got to say, though, if, if, if Howard um, wants to be king of all media again or have his show be funny, he should have Matt Walsh on his show and, and, and just get disgusting together. Because like ever since I saw uh, the screenshot you posted of Howard Stern is gross and like Matt Walsh's face next to Howard, all I could think about was Matt Walsh's lips like fighting each other desperately as he tries to ride the Sibian. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that was like, one try, of my trying to get a word out. But his lips of, are just attacking each other because of the vibration. One of my favorite Howard. So uh, me and Felix have talked about this a lot, too, that like in this sort of radio war with Opie and Anthony, Howard only won because he stuck around longer. Right. Like they yeah. were tearing him apart all the time. But there was one time where when Opie and Anthony got fired in 2002, that Howard said, I will have you guys on if you spin the wheel of sex. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest fucking that was so good that's like that's like what like a cartel leader would do <laughs> to a rival it's so funny it's so funny like how vindictive and like serious this got and like when you listen to opie and anthony from 2002 like they were ripping howard apart like they were incredibly mean they uh one of the things i remember best is they found like a shitty spoken word poetry thing that his daughter did at yep. college and played it. Oh my god! Where she was doing like kind of a vagina monologues thing, and just like ripped ripped her apart, like very <laughs> cruel. But like it, it, most of it is just like you know, here's the ten craziest boners we ever saw on TV. <laughs> like they they are also they like at the time of this they were also like forty eight years old. I know that's the thing about all these guys. I just watched a video of Howard Stern and two of his staff members. Uh, doing a TikTok video oh. of uh, when's the last time you talked about the Roman thought about the Roman Empire, Fuck. and then another one where where a guy ate sardines. 
And that was the one. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Howard it's and the so guys depressing. make TikTok videos. And I'm like, you are a 75-year-old billionaire. You got to not do this stuff. You're done. That is Just go so- away. It's like we don't have a TikTok because we're like, that's a bit like we're too old. That's <laughs> yeah, I'm way too that. old. I'm way too old to have a TikTok. Yeah. And Howard Stern like could have served in the Korean War. all those guys were so old when we found them you know howard was already like in his 40s when i found him uh when i was in high school and opie and anthony were like (laughs) i think they were 50 when they started on xm or something so like i mean watching those guys all circle the drain is fucking crazy it just watching like Watching like Opie do videos to thirty eight people, and like oh, uh, the Opie streams that you share are genuinely depressing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are yeah. really bleak. Yeah, they're really. Those are some bleak. of the toughest shows I've ever done. Are the Opie <laughs> retrospectives with Brian? Like the that is hard to watch. It's it's he's a. I just always think you're a millionaire. You could just go away. This what you're doing. He does this thing. And if you really want to see the worst thing you've ever seen, he decided to launch a new show on YouTube called Dub Beer Show. And uh, <laughs> he goes to a bar in Manhattan called Gebhards and uh, they try two beers a week and then they like riff on the beers. And it That's is the least funny thing i've ever heard like just is he even just trying listening? to be like dave portnoy or something reviewing yeah. pizzas or whatever but he's like here's the beer i'm drinking today that's yeah. absolutely his calculation yeah for sure yeah everything he does i mean right now anthony's in the hospital he's been there for two weeks so it's not looking good i don't think um but right now anthony's in the hospital and him and opie have been at war with each other for fucking years opie came on last week one day and said i'm real messed up about this anthony stuff and it's like oh my god he's trying to jump on anthony's hospital thing and nobody even cares about that it's really hard to watch him now what what is uh anthony in the hospital for so i guess the thing i heard was that somebody bullied brother joe and he got a quadruple bypass and i tend to kind of believe He's on steroids. He's been on steroids for like five years. Go yeah. look at any picture. He looks fucking insane. And uh, I, I, and he drinks constantly. He's drunk. I only ever see him drunk. Well, that, so, that's like that's the best way to mitigate the risk from taking steroids and testosterone. <laughs> and like a lot of your liver that, that it's already doing. Uh, well, no, it's like it it, it's like a vaccine. Like yeah. if you if you mix your steroids with a pilsner. It sort of like eases eases them into your body, especially when you're 79 years old. <laughs> He's so hard to look at. The thing about him to me is like people back when he was on the radio during a vacation, he got hair plugs. Now, we've seen him get hair plugs and get on steroids. And it's like nobody has and date. You know, he went to the prom with a with a girl when he was 50 years old. So like. <laughs> Nobody wants to see an. Matt, Matt Walsh is not making a video about that, by the way. <laughs> he, he's making a video called, uh, yeah, Ant is a virtuous father and a partner for this 15 year old. Yeah, because he, he, I mean, everything about him is like he's trying to like grab onto his youth. And it's like, dude, you, I mean, like you're not youthful. Just quit 
like do he, what you want to do for old people. I think it, yeah, he looks like also, he looks like he's been exposed to uranium or something. No. Like the, the youthful yeah. glow is never coming back for Ant. Yeah, <laughs> he, I mean, of all the people to try to relive their youth. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot. Like me and Brian were huge Opie and Anthony listeners in our youth. I I, I listened to like every episode that came out for like years. Anthony Kubia had one of the worst adolescences and childhoods out of like anyone in a developed nation. Like he had, like they, like he just had like a like mean alcoholic father who would like you know like make him smoke free base <laughs> like, yeah. like just like horrible, like just bullied and like abused by people every day of his life just awful like terrible i would run away from my youth if i was him i would yeah. like try to look like junior soprano i would sprint <laughs> into, into my into my uh winter years i'd also just want to look normal as i got old it, it's like these are guys that would go on the radio and talk shit about women who got too much plastic surgery all the time and the only thing he hasn't done is get plastic surgery which hair yeah. plugs kind of is almost that you know what i mean facial facial masculinization masculinization <laughs> surgery yeah Jim, he's they were i mean not just the women who like got plastic surgery, just like their stuff about sarah jessica parker was like so insane and it got to a point where she, like, actually confronted them. Like, she called into the show and was like, why are you, like, saying these things about me? And they instantly backed down. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that I loved about them is, like, how cowardly they are. Like, they, they just could, wanted to be famous so bad. Yeah. So it was kind of like they would say something about somebody and then they would. Because, I mean, if they would have a they had that T.J. Miller guy on the show like once a fucking month for a period of time and he is like he was they it's because he was in cloverfield yeah like, this we gotta have this guy in the crew now. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like normalizing of diplomatic relations with like a new famous person every year it was so <laughs> it was so hard to watch it was like when the sons of anarchy try to start a new business relationship <laughs> It was always like it, it was all, there was always like a period of feeling out and like, um, you know, that then they would have them on the show for, for, for the first time and have them on for like way too long because it's like a seven yeah. hour show <laughs> and then like indicate that they hang out that they hung out after the show. And like, you know, they like went to Anthony's weird house in Long Island that he had at the time with <laughs> that, he, that he fucking lost a lot of money on when he. Sold yeah. It. And now he's living in hotels. Yeah. And then there would always there would always be like a weird thing that happened where they would just be like, we're not talking about them anymore. Yeah, we're just yeah. be like the, either they like went on Howard Stern or they like disavowed just something. Something uh, bad would happen always. I think Unless, that's the hard they, they thing did a about... patch over party for the stars of FX's The League, and then one of them went on <laughs> yeah. Howard, and they've been disavowed. It well, is so much thing... like Sons of Anarchy. In that way. <laughs> the hard thing about Howard now is the celebrity interviews are not good. Like, yeah. I know he gets a lot of I mean, credit. He used to be a great interviewer. I know. He used to be fun. It used to be fun to listen to him. Now it's not. He's just like, I read that your dad was uh, not very nice. Can you talk about that? It's like, <laughs> man, I listened to him let a guy talk for so long. And I, I don't remember who the guy was. I'd have to look it up. But like he had a celebrity on. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he asked him weirdly about Ozempic. Like he, he seems obsessed with Ozempic now. 
He asked Howard Arnold needs about to do it. anything, it's lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, asked, he asked Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is talking for like two and a half minutes. And Howard, uh, in the old days, would be like, are you still fucking your maid? In the middle yeah. of that because it was getting boring. <laughs> and now he just sits there and lets them talk. People are wimps these days. They want the easy way out. And it's like, fuck me, dude. This it's over. It's so over. And for the gears I was listening to him like like two years ago, the guy's not getting any phone calls. Like all the calls are either staged or Michael Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh Howard and uh his great celebrity interviews, obviously. The Donald Trump interviews on Howard are like that. That Incredible. goes in the canon. Like those are those are some of the best interviews ever done on radio. But I was thinking about um, Trump's uh, like the, like the way that like Trump needed to be liked by Howard Stern and like that that he said the most incredible things on Howard's show because he was just trying to impress Howard and be like, oh, like you're cool. Like I was thinking that about that in light of the fact that like recently at campaign rallies, Trump has started cursing. And it's very jarring and odd to me because, like, I remember, like, he, he wouldn't even, like, he would he would be cheeky with Howard. But, like, I, I swear to God, like, I you know, he's a teetotaler. He doesn't drink. I don't think I've ever heard him curse. But, like, just in the past two weeks, he's dropped motherfucker and shit on the campaign trail. And we were talking the other night. I was like, is this a conscious strategy to, like, kind of coarsen his um, sort of populist appeal? Or is this just an evidence of senility? Like, is, that, or does he curse in private and now it's coming out? What, yeah, what's going on there? It's do you so think? weird. Like when he said "motherfucker," it felt like seeing your dad wear a Kangol cap. <laughs> <laughs> there was just something so like wrong about it. Something where it's like, so your like, dad am I in like a Biggie dream? Wearing yeah. a Fuji sweater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're just like, wait, am I having like one of those like hyper realistic dreams? Like, what the fuck is going on? It sounded so weird coming out of his mouth. I think he seems. It's sad to say this, but. This this uh, campaign seems a little more desperate than the other one did. Yeah. Like, I think he he in his mind, you know, was like, I have to well, fucking win. Well, like, yeah, the first one he was playing with house money. He didn't expect yeah. to win. He thought he, he, he didn't, didn't want to win. win that one. He didn't want to win. Now yeah. he has to be president or he's going to jail for the rest of his life. So <laughs> the stakes are a little bit higher. Remember the great Rush Limbaugh? Barack Hussein. Obama. Here you go, Barack Hussein. Obama. Hello, Lee. Unbelievably, the corrupt Biden Department of Justice recently invited an Iranian-backed judge from Iraq to visit our nation's capital. Isn't that nice? He couldn't have been too impressed with our capital. It looks like shit. No, have you seen what they've done? Uh, I got another story from uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, Brian, are you familiar with Representative Nancy Mace. No, I haven't heard okay. of this one. She's um like a lot a lot of people are sprung for Bobert because of the whole Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice thing. But I think, you know, in the Republican caucus, in really all of DC, in my opinion, Nancy Mace is is the true dime of all dimes. But um she's she's embroiled in sort of a, a controversy because by the standards of the GOP, she is thought of as among the more moderate members of the Republican caucus and was originally a strong supporter of Kevin McCarthy, but then she, out of nowhere, was one of the seven or eight votes that, like, booted him out of the speakership. And people are wondering, what's going on here? Well, Nancy Mace was, uh, showed up on, at the Capitol. I guess everyone's taking advantage of, like, Fetterman uh, relaxing the dress code. And uh, she was walking around with a T-shirt with a big A on it. And then when asked what it stands for, she says, it's my scarlet letter. <laughs> so 
What's what's going on here? What's yeah? Here we go. There it is. I'm wearing the scarlet letter after the week that I just had last week, being a woman up here and being demonized for my vote and for my voice. And she's got a, she's got a, got a big boy bodyguard behind her, but she's walking around with a scarlet letter. And I was wondering, like, what, what's going on with this? Well, listeners, listeners at this podcast, a little birdie in Washington D.C. has told me it is in in the D.C. rumor mill is a churning because apparently, you know, and this is I must stress a rumor. But apparently in D.C., it is the hot goss right now that Nancy Mace, as soon as she was elected, began an affair with Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, which infuriates me because she is so out of his league. It's just there, there's Kevin no can't he can't stop like he can only fuck congresswomen <laughs> and like a specific type of congresswoman like whoever yeah. is deemed like whoever is deemed a moderate Republican at that moment in American politics. He is like dripping with pre-com. <laughs> it's insane. Like the last one, Renee Elmers was like sort of like a, a sort of like squishy on abortion Republican you know, non tea party one. Here's the reason that Kevin wasn't speaker. His, his first attempt, uh, because of rumors of that, but yeah, Kevin just, he cannot stay away from the main street Republican partnership. Uh, he, yeah, uh, uh, uh tipsters have spotted him wandering the halls of Congress yelling, I'm gonna throw a baby in Nikki Haley. <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently, uh, like the, the got the goss is not done on this. Cause apparently, when it came time for the vote to preserve his speakership, he courted Nancy's approval by bringing up their, quote, past together in a ham-handed way. She did not appreciate it and voted to, voted to get him out, kick his ass that's out. Aw- that's <laughs> such an and, like, awesome and, and way everyone to was shocked get- by it because, like, I mean, like, like keeping McCarthy as speaker was like, that was like the more moderate, th- I mean, I mean, this is hilarious. Like the outcome will be exactly the same, whether it's the, uh, the wrestling pedophile or the neo, or the KKK member who becomes speaker of the house. <laughs> like it, the, it'll be the, exactly the same, but the everyone was second, shocked by that. Yeah. The second, the, you know, not just KKK member, he will be the second speaker of the house without a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's huge. I think it's a giant step. Uh, but, um, I love Kevin's tactics here. I didn't know he did that. Like, what did he think he forgot or she forgot? Hey, remember when we had, like we had sex? Like, come on, what the fuck? He likes to just, like, just imagine how bad the dick was when she's like, he she was like, well, I was going to vote to keep you as speaker, but then you brought up our history together, and I remembered how the limp two star pipe that you threw at me, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck this guy, not worth it. Yeah, Kevin gave her some Laquinta in pipe. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, listeners, I, I, I simply must stress only only the, the rumor mills are churning on D, in D.C. These are unconfirmed, but the source has passed it on to me nonetheless. And now I pass it along to you with the appropriate uh, grain of salt, allegedly in Minecraft, etc. Well, I uh, another, another story I wanted to bring up from this week that I don't think has gotten um, enough media attention, certainly with the result of, you know, all of the horror and war, war in the world. But it's of equal importance. Uh, naked selfie of Joe Biden's younger brother Frank oh. wearing only cap and glasses shows up on gay dating site. Blackmail, fe- blackmail fears increase for President Biden. Is the left looking to oust Joe for 2024? This is Chuck Calisto. I mean, like this is just some Twitter account, but there is a photo of uh, Frank Biden. Yes, in- indeed, wearing only a cap and glasses, uh, showing off his. I must say, like quite fucking ripped bod for a guy in his like looks 60s good. or 70s. Yeah. yeah. But in the photo, the hog is censored. 
And once yeah. again, I am so angry at this. At like as I as I described when it happened, the real time censorship of important public information on uh, social media. But once again, it's like I, Biden is going to get impeached um, next year, probably almost certainly. And I think I, I would like to imagine that a big part of that impeachment will be like people, you know, showing and reading into the the House record on the floor like giant cut out cardboard standups of Hunter and Frank Biden's cock. And just like having like, you know, like when Colin Powell went before the U.N. to talk about mobile biological weapons labs, they're like, this is an artist rendering of what Frank's hard cock would look like. Did we have it? Should we have access to it? I hate conservatives so much because they should. have. You got to post if you're trying to shock people. I got to see that cock, fella. I, I didn't see get it. to see it at all. And I'll bet you I asked if it was big, but the guy didn't answer me. So (laughs) (laughs) sucks. I love looking for hogs. I just like I just did a uh, uh, episode of my show about nudists. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I spent days pouring over their subreddits. And then the one I found was perfect for me. It was naked Legos. And it's. (laughs) (laughs) it's I've seen I've seen the photos, Brian. It's amazing. (laughs) It's just guys like, putting look, Legos together and laying their hog on top. Of. Well, I mean, it's like it's like you know, like at crime scenes when you like put a dollar bill next to a boot print or something for scale. You know, like you build you build the Millennium Falcon, and you just want to you know, like put your hard dick on top of it and take a photo. I, I don't like Legos. <laughs> I'd, sooner, I'd, I'd, I'd sooner engage with a Playmobil, something softer. <laughs> yeah, I like a Lego, a Lego, yeah, a Lego next to a co- like it's bad enough on like your foot, the bottom of your foot, a completely desensitized, callous part of your body. A Lego near a cock is like you know smoking near a. Uh, a, a gas tank. It's one just, of my, I think it's a bad idea. One of my favorite one is a guy limp as hell, uh, and you can't see his face <laughs> or anything. He just took a picture of his dick and he put Lego <laughs> minifigures standing in his pubes like they were in a fucking enchanted forest. I like that. That's like artistic. Yeah, yeah. You're creating yeah, a little diorama. They, they do work really hard. To, and you know what? Well, like no. the fact that the fact that his dick was soft is like you know like th- th- this is just artistic expression. You know, like this is just wow. a, a fun little thing to do. That's nudist thing. Weird. The nudist thing about it not being sexual is just <laughs> mind blowing to me. And I, I, I wouldn't believe it for the first few days. And then I came upon so many naked guys like weed whacking in their yard <laughs> that I was like, no, they just fucking like being <laughs> nope. naked. <laughs> so is it is it like a comfort thing? Is that how it sold? Is it like is it just is, is about being natural or being comfortable or just sort of like feeling the breeze on your on your scrotum? Like what? What it's is hard it? To, it's hard to tell. It doesn't feel sexual, though. It's it's it's. Well, like, I mean, have you seen these people? Jesus Christ! Yeah, they're not hot. That, it seems like they just want to like play volleyball or fucking something. <laughs> volleyball, like of course. Not yeah. any other sport. Volleyball. Well, yeah, it has yeah. to be volleyball. I mean, get nudist. The like sort of crux of the nudist argument is that it's non-sexual. Yeah, like that yeah. There, there's like a, a natural aspect to it, and it's like a way to live your life, and that specifically it it, it in and of itself isn't sexual, and that's why it should be allowed. Yeah, I watched uh, I, I was on Quora because uh, I use that a lot for the show because it's like full of weird. Oh, Quora, Quora, Quora Raiders <laughs> is a great podcast, too. Shout yeah. out to Alex. I use that a lot for the show. And uh, I went on there to look up nudist stuff. And like I found a lot of strange guys doing this show that you could check up on. I have David the Shark. I have Tony <laughs> K from Vancouver. 
Um, I have all these very strange people, but I found a guy on Quora that t- answers questions with basically like gay erotic literature on Quora. He'll just answer the questions and then tell a story about how he like fucked his neighbor in the front yard because he was a nudist. And that was one of the weirdest. I was just like, this is fucking nuts. Like he's using this website as almost like social networking in a way, but also like, I don't know. Is he trying to get people to jerk off on Quora? (laughs) I'm going to start doing that for letterboxd. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done Letterboxd yet because I haven't really done much of uh, movie stuff. I did find a guy on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes that that site is full of fucking weirdos. But uh, I haven't done Letterboxd yet. But usually you can find people like hiding on those sites that that like the way that we would spend all day on Twitter. They were all day on Letterboxd, probably writing very insane things. I found a guy on LinkedIn, guys, that I swear on my life, he he acts like a shark. What do you do? Constantly moving, mouth open, doesn't sleep? <laughs> well, now, when I say he acts like a shark, people are like, like Mark Cuban, like Shark Tank, and it's no. <laughs> he literally acts like a shark. He's a shark. He goes on the website. He responds to hot women with these, like, with these things that are like about him swimming, never stopping, uh facts about the water and stuff like that and it, it's so weird man it's just when you find these guys like because that's what happened i think that's why i started doing guys was that like i would i would be searching for news stories for street fight to talk about and I'd inevitably end up just looking through some weird guy in the comments page for like an hour and never get to the actual work of preparing the show. So like uh, I'm like I'm in my dream state now just reading, reading these guys. Yelp is another site that I can't recommend more. It's <laughs> one of the best. It is I, uh, top. Level. I have to say I'm a bigger core ahead than like oh, any yeah? other website i love cora i it, it, it's like the questions asked there would not be asked legitimately anywhere else <laughs> in the world <laughs> it's like they're they are in i don't even know how to describe how you would categorize them other than like quora type questions it'll be anything from like has anyone ever died in the middle of reading a book yeah <laughs> almost like, certainly yeah yeah and that like yeah the reply will be like almost certainly here's like a case of the you know the the duke of cornwall doing this in 1732 and his grandchildren read the other half of the book every year as a ceremony <laughs> or like or like it it will be someone from the subcontinent but asking a very innocent question something that's like what does it mean when a girl teases you and the, and it will be answered by like a sixty seven year old British man, <laughs> and it's like that probably means she likes you. I, I saw a good one uh, from Cora Raiders. Uh, uh, screenshotted this one. The question on Cora was: Is fifty years old too old to be a hot wife? And I, I, of course, I mean I'm, I'm tempted to answer no that way. Like, absolutely not, especially if you're a Republican congresswoman. <laughs> I've been. I I I think like with Cora the. The thing I like is the the actual questions that are just, you know, when do you use a comma 
instead of a period. And I don't, I don't, I don't know how to into, answer that one. Yeah, some guy goes into a psycho rage and just <laughs> writes like a whole long letter. It, that is the reason I like Yelp, though, is because like you can find the maddest people in the world on Yelp. Like if you find a guy that has done three reviews and they're all bad. You know that when he did those three reviews, he was the maddest he's ever been in his life. Like he was yeah. sitting in the parking lot, <laughs> writing thing, writing down like what what ruined his night, and it I'm just fucking makes me happy. Yeah, when like, I see bad Yelp reviews, I'm always astonished at like the people who feel disrespected by waiters. Oh God, I got one for I'll I'll, I'll let you guys in on Tony K real quick. I think you I think you'll <laughs> yeah, really like me do. from Vancouver. Uh, there's a place called the flying pig. He gave it two stars and his thing says, used to love this place. Not anymore. To be fair. I used to go at lunchtime and it was pleasant. Went for dinner and didn't realize it turns into one of those bars where the rock music is not only being played, but played loudly. I asked the waitress to please change the music or put the volume down. And she said she would, but she didn't. Sorry. You can't appeal to one sense taste and do a good job on it, but butcher me on another sound. (laughs) that is you know how those there's maoist english there's yelp english we're like we're like they're they apply verbs that um just like would not be used in that context anywhere else butchered by the sound that is the only probably the only instance of that ever being said there are so Good one. There are reviews that he gave one star that start out because they, Brian, they usually start out talking about how much they like the food at the restaurant, which to me is really the only consideration exactly. whether I like a restaurant or not. Is do I like the food there? But like the first paragraph will often be talking about how much fun they've had with their family at this restaurant in the past, how much well, they like a certain dish, how much they enjoy eating there, and then it'll be like six paragraphs about some fucking totally inscrutable thing where like the restaurant wouldn't change their policy on the music being played. Specifically for them. And then they're like, well, I guess I'll just take my business elsewhere. Listen to this. This is a great one. This is one of the listeners of Guy's favorite ones from Tony K. It's a one-star review. And it starts out, great pizza, but one star for their water policy. (laughs) (laughs) I asked for a cup of tap water with my meal. No, we don't have any cups, they said. Okay, I'll take your water water bottle, but I can't drink cold water. But they only had refrigerated water. They offered me the demo bottle, which is being displayed outside the fridge, but it was cold, too. I don't mind paying a quick buck or two for water, but not for cold liquid that upsets my stomach. I'll be just going to the bathroom and, like, uh, cup it in your hands out of the faucet. Jesus Christ. Is this guy French or is this guy European? You know, Europeans don't like cold drinks. I have no idea, but this guy will give a place one star. Because the water was too cold. And it's like, he will say the place is great. This restaurant is great. And either the problem is that the water's too cold or they play loud rock and roll music. And we finally found him suggesting what kind of music to play. And he uses the word boring. He's like, could you play some more boring music? quiet music and it's like this is so weird rock and roll I, hasn't I think that's been a psycho problem. but i kind of understand it yeah uh, I, I kind of get that like, 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 like water too cold though is like that is a complaint of a child that is yeah. turned into a cheerio in willy wonka's factory <laughs> it's no, so good it's so good to be mad at 
how cold the wa- how hot the wa- how cold. Yeah, and and the Yelp stuff too is like it provides a glimpse into the like kind of mass psychology of the consumer in this country that goes a long way towards answering like how this country gets so insane after 9-11 or after shit in power. Like how so many people are willing to like countenance like any level of Holocaust against anyone who makes them feel even slightly unsafe. Uh, read Yelp to understand like where this all begins. This is like the it, mentality of these people. And by these also, people, I mean probably 90% of America. <laughs> it's also like, I try to reckon with what they're doing, right? When you give a one-star review and you're really mad, do they, in the back of the kitchen, have like a Yelp alarm that goes off when there's one star and we're like, oh, we let somebody down. We got to get back to work because it does. The star ratings do fuck it up. But if you go through and read them, you're just like, OK, this guy's a fucking psycho that's on his own thing. You know, <laughs> like, and, yes. and it just feels like they're trying to like any like you said, any minor inconvenience and they're ready to fucking they're they're ready to just close the place down, never go back, you know? And and like like I said, cold water is like ninety-nine point nine percent of people want their water as cold as possible. And so I, I I love the idea of like being very mad about that. Can I interject with a um just an anecdote of how we are all are really one people? Is that after last week's episode where we were talking about Lord Miles and Kabul and how they got him pizza? He's free. I had he is freed. Uh, He's free. We got him. Freed. It, it turned out to be true. Uh, I had to look up uh, pizza in Kabul on Google Maps just to see if there were places, and there are indeed a, a few places. And when you click on them, there are inscrutable arguments taking place in the reviews of pizza restaurants in Kabul's of Afghanistan. Afghani guys arguing about how bad the water service is at pizza restaurants in Kabul. So <laughs> whether you is, should put pineapple on a pizza. Yes. Uh, there was one that was full of <laughs> not one ham, very, though. Yes. <laughs> There was one that was full of one very angry guy who was just posting pictures of rats in the Google review saying, this is what this <laughs> restaurant is like. <laughs> this is I, what um, it's like. I think like Yelp reviews of, of restaurants are gr- like are great, but like my favorite isn't restaurants. My favorite is like, I think the most psycho thing you can do is to review a hotel. Oh God. Even like th- that is, that is the most psychotic behavior. And I always look on both Google reviews and Yelp for when someone reviews a hotel, like not one star, because like one star, you figure either the person is just like, you know, they're like just like an asshole who expected uh, room service or something and they didn't have it. Or like it's like one of the hotels we used to stay in on tour, you know, yeah. like a murder happened in every room. Yeah, Anton like, okay. visited the night before. Yeah, like, like that sort of thing. But when a hotel is rated three stars, those are like those people have the personalities of the guys from like the act of killing. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like the complaint, the complaints are like, uh, it, it, like it's a business travel traveler. And it's like, would you believe this? The concierge wouldn't, wouldn't like find this weird car service for 59 year olds that I use. <laughs> That's like in between taxi and Uber that only I use. They would like they wouldn't um, they, they like wouldn't close the gym for Rosh Hashanah <laughs> just, like just the strangest the strangest complaints that like things I would never think to ask for at a hotel. Yeah, I found this. I was I spent all day on this. There's a place in Columbus called the Cozy Inn and it's a three star. It says it's a three star hotel right next to the word two star hotel. 
And uh, it's $85 a night. And all so many of the reviews were either one of them was a guy that gave it like four stars, but said he wished there wasn't mustard on the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might have to go down to three stars if there was mustard. <laughs> the best of the bread. <laughs> and it, it, could be, like, it could be like a procedure, like how a double tree, they give you cookies. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah a little mustard. Uh, yeah, instead you of a mint, the there's a bowl of chili waiting on your pillow. <laughs> In fact, well, it's not even it, a bowl. It's just on your pillow. This would impact my review, whether it's loose mustard or mustard in a container. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it took a picture of it, and it did look like somebody dumped mustard on the It was really bad. It was not good. Uh, but, like, it was just the hotel is in, like, one of the shittiest parts of town. It's one of those motels that you drive by, and you're like, I would just not travel if I had to stay in a hotel like this, like I just stay home for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah cause there, I, was, I like, saw people, I saw people doing date nights at this like one star hotel that if you read the reviews, like a lot of them are about how they charge you more if you're paying for the hotel in cash and about how like, uh, there's broken liquor bottles and the thing, the gas station across the street plays very loud music. Like there's so much of that stuff. Which, by the way, Felix, I think the psychos are the ones that review um, the ones that review gas stations and like grocery stores <laughs> oh my and McDonald's. Wait, okay. so I haven't what, even what thought is a bad of that. Gas station review, no gas. <laughs> that like that, that would be once again that I have very simple criteria to be met by like a restaurant or a gas station. Is there gas at the gas station? Can I can I purchase it? Well, here's one. I got one actually. I do have uh, this guy John B. That I found who reviewed uh, the ones I have are Sunoco. It's a one star for a gas station. Horrible place. I don't recommend this place at all. I wouldn't go here again. I would run out of. No one gas. chooses to go to a fucking, which gas station they go to. I mean, I, I know if you're price shopping, but like, you, yeah, I don't know. He goes, I, w- I would go here and walk somewhere else to get the gas before I would go back to this place. The quality of service is horrible, and there is a gas station right next to it across the street. <laughs> The, the parking a lot of times in this one has a bunch of holes in it so you can get mess up your front end. Just driving to go get gas. But then his next review was for a Walgreens. And he for gave that one a three. Walgreens. Jesus. Yeah. And he gives it three stars and says, just a regular Walgreens. Nothing special at all. <laughs> that's the most, you don't that's say. The most, that's the most psychotic one yet. There's not just a, a regular special Walgreens. Walgreens. You know, three stars. There's not a special Walgreens. But like, like that makes me wonder, like, what would star. a five-star Walgreens experience be like? I know. I have not that they gave me Vicodin would be a <laughs> in the back and suck your dick. Yeah. I I this is um this is one of my favorite tricks. Brian, you may know this one, but one of my favorite things I have to admit, I have never thought to look up gas station reviews. I think that's brilliant. But I recommend looking up reviews of like government buildings. Oh, well, I have one. The same guy that reviewed Walgreens and Sunoco reviewed the BMV, which is what we call the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Well, like, and he like, gave that three stars. That actually well, surprises I mean, that's good me. For the BMV. Yeah, oh. but like, 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 like DMV or you know BMV in this case is, you know, you expect that to be reviewed, but I more mean like either law enforcement or like an obscure regulatory body. Yeah. Like when you look up the review of like whatever regulates like water 
in a municipal district and you'll get either like you'll get complaints from someone who is either doing like illegal dumping and is responding by like reviewing the building yeah, in a poor way them. or like very thoughtful uh targeted individuals yeah this guy like, tell, yeah, targeted individuals will like review the government department they think is like stalking and harassing them <laughs> and that's such a like it's such a funny way to think of it like that everyone in the government on every level is conspiring to like attack you and put recording devices in your house and follow you. But like, if you give it a bad enough review, they'll stop. People wake up, Felix. It, it, it's time that we, <laughs> we review bomb. Cause you know, you'll see jails get reviewed too. I love those. That's great. Like, the Here's, accommodations at Rikers Island were not to my satisfaction. <laughs> I this this guy did uh, like this guy that reviewed the gas station and the Walgreens also reviewed the city of Milwaukee and Pickerington local schools high school. So like I don't know like what his thing is. Like maybe he just like reviews everything, but like it's just when you open up Yelp and like the ads are for like McDonald's or Burger King and they have like 5,000 reviews. It's like, like you spent time reviewing Burger King with your life. Like you could have done anything else than do that. I also like reading the other good reviews are the Amazon one, like for a product. Yeah. That if you go to the one star reviews and, and, see that somebody clearly bought the wrong thing, but they're blaming the company that makes it. I, I just, there's something so fun about like a guy that will never admit that he's wrong and will, will go online to, to yell that, you know, he, he didn't order wrong. They sent the wrong thing or should have known. It's just, it's yeah. really incredible. Yeah, Brian and Felix, unfortunately, um, Canary Mission has doxxed me and I'm now unemployable because all of my negative reviews of Israel on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I give that country one star. <laughs> Water's I, I not warm you, enough. I'll bet you if you Google that. I mean, Man Cow's been there and he's he's big time <laughs> on Yelp. He's on there constantly. <laughs> he, he reviews fucking everything. Yelp seems like a place built for man cow. Oh, yeah. He can be mad. He's been to every restaurant in the world, and he can drop names, which I, I think that's my favorite thing. One of my favorite things about him is that, like, he'll go on Yelp and be like, Devo recommended this restaurant to me. Not very good. <laughs> Chris, Chris, we're going to have to ask Jerry Cassell about that. <laughs> I, I, can, I have proof, by the way, that uh, if you want to ask him, I'll, I'll send you the... It's called Do Dayu Bati, and the first line is recommended to me by the band Devo. And uh, <laughs> he does a lot of them, though. He did one with Vince Neil from Motley Crue. Like his taste is Motley Crue and Devo is. I mean, Chris probably likes that. that it's just the meal you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but in addition to um, nudists and people who <laughs> psychotics who uh, need to review and catalog every experience they encounter in their day to day life, what are some other what are some other guys that you've come across of on recent episodes? Like, have you have you just because you're always discovering? This is what I love about the show. This is what I love about what you're doing now. You're always discovering new frontiers in guys, which is like you know <laughs> all of our favorite thing to, to talk about. I like because you know like, you guys. had me on to talk Discovery Channel guys, and then half of the episode I was just. 
uh, looking at photos of the weirdest dicks I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's from, from that's Mike. Mike is like Mike's Mike's dick folder. Mike is a regular guest on the show. He's been on more than anybody. And he uh, uh, the last time we did a show together was earlier this week. And I opened it up and on his on the screen he was sharing was a guy naked standing at the top of a ramp while another guy rode a skateboard with a dildo on the end up his ass it was oh one i love of- that video <laughs> yeah. that, that was it that was a big video in one of my group dms i've That's never been- seen anything like it um i really like i learned about warhammer uh which is oh, something warhammer that- guys warhammer yeah, is yeah. awesome yeah they i'll tell you what's funny about those guys not the regular people that play because we tend to don't I mean, we we make fun of the weirdest people in the hobby or whatever, but all of the influencers for Warhammer are constantly challenging Henry Cavill to a game of Warhammer. <laughs> he's a big, he's so a big gamer. He, it's so sad, dude. One guy was like, one guy was saying something like, uh, um, I, uh, I used to go to the same comic book store that you went to, Henry. So I think it would be really good if we ran into each other and played a game. If you don't know how to play, I'll teach you how. It's just so desperate to. One guy said he would donate all of the proceeds from the uh, all the proceeds from the YouTube video to charity. And it's like, how much do you think you get? from a youtube video like like from one video but yeah we did lawn guys uh which was really fun another 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 deep bastion of american fascism is lawn (laughs) maintenance oh yeah the guys that are like i i think the thing that really grabbed me about the lawn guys the things that were the thing that was really good for me was the guys that had a shitty lawn but their neighbor had a good lawn and they'd be like, oh, how do I get this? Like, they go on Reddit. They're like, I really wish I could get this. And then people are giving them things. I think one of my favorite guys was on episode two with Chris, Michael Noland. Is, I still pay attention to Michael Noland. He's a classic rock guy who I think before he dies will do a terrorist attack on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, Brian, <laughs> you, you were talking about Howard complaining about who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is another one of my favorite things you document is debates about what is and isn't rock and roll and who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like people losing their mind because Run DMC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're not rock music. Dude, this guy was mad that Dolly Parton got in. But oh like... God. The, the thing that wasn't even that Dolly Parton got in is that she had been offered to get in one year and she says, well, I'm not rock and roll. And then the next year they kind of talked her into it and she went in and he was like, she has no principles. And then <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that is Dolly is actually so principled that I believe this year because they indu- inducted her, she recorded an explicitly rock and roll covers album to to be like, I'm so thankful for the experience that here's some rock music. Chris, I hate to tell you, but Michael didn't think that was a very good album. He wasn't really good enough to be I mean, like, rock and the roll. The people who are obsessed, like obsessing over who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, is like obsessing over what the lineup of like the Chuck E. Cheese band is. I know. <laughs> yes. It's like, oh, it was better when when the, the they had the baboon basses or whatever. It's like because it's it's one of the most <laughs> fake. Uh, re- like rankings of anything, you know, it only existed. Well, I talked about this. It only exists to perpetuate itself. It's uh, it's so stupid. But the, Brian, the, I have a I have a rock and roll guys, uh, classic rock guys update for you, uh, okay. as well. I went. I we t- I took a one day break from a from a Matt Watch early on to go to a Jethro Tull concert in San Diego with my mom that we had had on the books for like six months, and two rows behind me was a guy, uh, probably about sixty five. 
Richard Gear hair, you know, like the helmet of silver hair, uh, wearing musical note suspenders, who for every song after they stopped playing would shout loudly, play Aqualung! Yeah, for, <laughs> I love that. For 15 <laughs> straight songs. And then when they finally did play Aqualung, I had to look back and be like, this guy must be in heaven now. Uh, and he was on his phone the entire time. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's all about chasing it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the anticipation <laughs> hey. is better than the payoff. Yeah. I'm going to Alaska next month so my oh, wife wow. can see the Aurora Borealis. And I was like, well, I'll just look at my phone while you're doing it. <laughs> 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 but I will, I will go with you, I promise. My favorite band that is like a classic rock guy thing is uh, that Boston's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's just like, are you defending Boston? Like that, that like you're flying the Boston flag. <laughs> also, you know, Chris will remember this, but when, when, uh, new order and joy division got into the hall of fame, Michael said, uh, well, I've never really heard of, he said, I don't think they belong in there. Cause I never really heard them before. And I read that they're boring. <laughs> 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 it just, it doesn't, it, it, the rock and roll hall of fame is as fake as wrestling it's as fake as anything it's like a carny game it's just they 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 have to put together a concert every year so they just do that and also reading bad reviews of the rock and roll hall of fame is really good like i've seen people read reviews that the music's too loud in there and it's like it's i mean it's the rock and roll hall of fame <laughs> like what do you expect <laughs> but i also like chive guys and like they really hipped me so like, and so the chive is still around because I remember oh, when I yeah. joined Twitter in like 2013, 2012, chive guys were like, that was like the first species of guy that I was like unfamiliar with that I was like learned about through, through Twitter. They hit common. They, they love Bill Murray. Keep calm and chive on. It was like this, 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 this very distinct species of guy, but I'm, I'm so it's chive is still a thing. Ch Chivers oh, yeah. are still chiving hard. Dude, they got me into challenge coin which I found is like a thing that guys like. And like, uh, so every episode, we did a Kevin Smith guys episode and Kevin Smith has challenge coins. And if you join his Patreon, that's not on Patreon. He, he couldn't, he didn't want to cut Patreon in, I guess. Um, but if you go on the $15 level, he sends you a quarterly challenge coin. So I'm trying to get the Kevin Smith challenge coin which is worthless because the chive actually does they go to a place uh a different country and they get ones now that are um that are legal tender in some country where they make rare coins and they make like tons of them like every month they just came out with uh this these are ones that just came out in the past like two weeks uh bill murray as steve zisu uh bronze coin uh, Bill Murray Unicorn Crest coin, gold coin, one-tenth ounce. Here's a good one for you because uh, that is $399. But they have a coin of, let me find it here. They have a mystery gold coin that's one ounce that's $3,000. And they have a Chris Farley coin that's $3,000. <laughs> like, they See, really are on, they're really on the same sense of humor that they were when we discovered them in 2013 spending three thousand dollars on the, a van down by the river challenge coin <laughs> is like insane to me but it's sort of like it, it seems it's like it's like a wholesome version of nfts yes. yeah three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars for a big urn uh gold challenge coin 
Like most of them are Kevin Smith or Bill Murray. That's like 90% of everything on the site is Kevin Smith and, and Bill Murray, which it just feels like, I, I guess like you get yourself in a bubble when you, when you find the people that you like online. Like we've, you know what I've found a lot of people. I like you get in a bubble where you're like, well, there's no way people still think like, like the Bill Murray stuff is epic. There, th- there's no way that there are people who like, you know, go to a website to look on Tug Tuesday to look at <laughs> women in bathing suits. There's just no fucking way. And then you find out that there is and that you can pay $300 to get a lifetime membership to the Chive to get rid of all of the ads on the website. And I don't know how many people are doing that, uh. but like, it's just my it's like, dream. Uh, to I imagine, think. like you know, Sports Illustrated still puts out a swimsuit edition every year. Yeah, it's like, are there guys still jerking off to images of women in bathing suits? I think yeah. the Chive guys like an unca- uh, uncontacted tribe. Like, yeah. I, I, I really do think it's cool. Like in a way, because it, it's so unaffected by anything else. Like, I do like the idea that no matter what's going on. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was, like... You remember, like, the week right after Trump won where people were wearing, like, safety pins on their lapels? Yeah. Or, like, 2020. Like, whatever, whatever like, era of American society or micro-era where people are just, like, acting really weird, you can go there and, like, you can just see the same thing you would have seen in 2003. You can see, like, a clearly, like one of the worst pixelated images of all time with a block of text. That's like a story about Bill Murray making a sandwich for a <laughs> blind child. Like gifts for golf girls. Like yeah. girls playing golf. <laughs> that they're doing. It's really like, it, I know, yeah. and like the thing that people don't know and, and what I real well, people do know because I get pictures of it once a day at the very least <laughs> is that like, most bars are playing Chive TV in the bar. Like they have like a linear television station that runs 24 hours and it's exclusively for like bars and bowling alleys and restaurants and stuff like that. So what they, what, what sort of programming is on Chive TV? Oh, it's exactly what you would think. It is. It's like <laughs> fail videos and Bill Murray stories and, you know, they claim we watch the ad for Chive TV that they're trying the the president of the Chive, which is also crazy, that is explaining that, like, you know, people tend to stay at a bar for an extra 90 minutes if they're showing Chive TV. And I don't believe that person. What? No, someone <laughs> quoted that to me. Yeah, Someone. I no, I swear, like I when I was working at a bar. This guy, like, this guy who, like, lived down the street from me, uh, who I sort of knew, like, came in and, like, you know those, you you know that, uh, that technique that people do sometimes where, like, you, they're wearing a shirt or something or a hat with something on it and you don't ask about it? And they're like, I noticed you looking at this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this shirt's expensive. Like, say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Here's here's my explanation of it. Like, he did that with his chive shirt. And he was like, I noticed you looking at my chive shirt. Here's what it is. And Joe Rogan shouted them out. And he quoted the chive TV figure to me. Yeah. And I I don't know if he was, like, angling for me to tell the management of the bar that. (laughs) It could have been. They seem like... They are really like, 
I can't remember seeing Jive TV anywhere, but you guys know I don't like go to bars because yeah. I don't drink. Yeah. But like I don't see it anywhere. But in my people, every time they go to a place showing Chive TV, people will send me a picture. People will listen to guys. And like I can't believe the sheer like amount of people who are watching it. It it is I think like fail compilations and stuff, which by the way, you could just show like you shouldn't don't pay for fail compilations. You could just go on YouTube and type fail compilations. But uh, I think, you know, it's like, yeah, in these dark times, you know, sometimes you just got to pull up a good (laughs) fail comp on YouTube. You You guys want to hear the worst thing? I'll I'll, I'll read you the thing that made my uh, listeners sick and uh, (laughs) you will love it from the Chive Guys episode. Okay. So this is an article about titties that they wrote. Excellent. Epic. And Yes. Very great article. I was checking it out. And this guy comments, the wonderful thing about titties is titties are wonderful things. Their nips are made of rubber. The rest is made of dreams. They're bouncy, trouncy, ouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. (laughs) But the most wonderful thing about titties is that there are more than one. Now, there is a lot more of this. It goes on for a long time. I'm just... This was uh, written in 2023. That oh, 2023. I'm imagining... Okay. I'm imagining texting that uh, little limerick to uh, my Jewish friends who are feeling afraid and alienated. <laughs> Keep calm and chive on. Yeah. This guy said, my wife is a well-endowed 42 double D and a nurse. I can't tell you the number of times she comes home and pulls out her ID, office keys, and someone else's office keys from her bra and is like, oops, how the hell can you lose car keys in your bra? Oh, and I always love to play with them. So, <laughs> like, Felix, uh, that woman is currently taking care of Matt, by the way. <laughs> I, I, there is like, I wouldn't hang out with these people. No. But there is something I like about them. Me too. Like I think I, the innocent. It's an innocent. It's an, yes, it's, it's, it's like it's, yeah. un, it's wholesome. It is a wholesome. It is untainted by like the poison of uh, I don't know, like uh, the, the internet and kind of like a as the twenty first century advances and more and more people just lose their minds and become like trapped in kind of like a like the, the refracted gaze of their own like hatred and stupidity. The Chive guys seem to be, like, immune from that because they're just, like, happy to be dumb to begin with. Well, yeah, it's not even that. It's it's just, like, you hear so many awful things about, like, people you know or sort of know or, or have encountered in your life. Like, as you get older, you realize, like, not the evil necessarily that people are capable of, but just, like, sort of the suspension of morality and just like pure atavistic or, or like unbridled, like lustful behavior. They'll fuck up their families. They'll like screw people over. People will just like do these transactional awful things in, in their lives. And you'll have to keep engaging with them, knowing this about them. And then to know that on the other side, there is like some guy with the worst goatee ever. <laughs> who's like he's been married to like a woman who uses like Kool-Aid color red hair dye and they've been married for 30 years and he's still so excited to search for her ID card in her tits. Yeah. It's so nice. It's just yeah. like it is yeah, there there's is a, a real earthiness about it. There was that a I thing. Love. There was a thing for me like we were kind of mean to him or whatever but but like there was a thing when we did the South Park guys and the Kevin Smith guys episode 
there was something I liked about like the loyalty of a guy that's watching season 32 of South Park. Yeah. And still getting <laughs> something out of it. Like Kevin Smith guys too. Like oh, yeah. there, there are people who bought Jersey girl on physical media. I just like Kevin Smith. Is I, like, uh, I'm actually I'm actually writing the introduction to the Arrow 4K Blu-ray uh, steel box release of Kevin Smith's Jersey Girls. <laughs> I, I, actually, the last interview but, anyone ever did with George Carlin was uh, me for that. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for that coming soon. Guys crying it, it, at Clerks 3. Like when I started reading like, the, <laughs> several things that are like, I cried during Clerks 3. I was like, you cried during Clerks 3. That's like ama- that's amazing. Yeah. Like, Kevin Smith getting in on the ground floor of that type of person, he's like Daniel Plainview. <laughs> like, he just, he, that type of guy, like, didn't exist. Like, it wasn't recognized in media yet. And, you know, like George Hurst, he was the boy that Earth talked to. And he was like, there, there's going to be, like, this type of person is going to exist. I'm going to, like, make media for them. And people are like, that's, that's stupid. Like, people, people want to watch Hudson Hawk. And he's like, no, no. I and now he's like, I honestly don't know how much money he has. Oh, a lot. If he's, I can, I can tell you from looking at his Patreon. <laughs> I, yeah, I just he's one of those guys where it's like I assume he has like four billion dollars somehow. It's like well, I just wouldn't be surprised. He, I mean, Clerks is like, one of the most like b- budget compared to box office. One of the most successful yeah. movies of all time. His his Patreon thing is wild because it is like. You know, there's a $250 tier that is sold out. I don't know how many oh people my God. get it, but it, it, it like the prizes are like you get a jersey, a hockey jersey that Kevin Smith wore on a TV show or like a classic Kev worn jersey. So uh, you get one of the hockey Use it as a tarp to cover your car to protect <laughs> the elements. Or you get an uncuttable cameo appearance in his next movie. Well, like, that's worth two hundred fifty dollars. Oh yeah, well, I mean, usually people get paid for. <laughs> doing that. But the bang, hey, there's a, the SAG people... strike is still going on. Instead of using he's... like uh, d- algorithmically generated CGI actors, people should just pay to be extras in movies. He I is... love. I would. He did get a special thing saying he was allowed to keep filming during the actor strike because I guess nobody in the movie was a real actor. <laughs> I don't know exactly how it happened, but he's filming a movie now. I love like the selling point of the hockey jersey being that like Kevin wore it. It's like like he's like Jesus Christ. Yes. It's <laughs> the shroud like, of it, Kevin. Yeah, it's touched <laughs> his skin. He's eaten lunch in this. Yeah, the 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 I always like this one too, the $125 level is uh you get you're invited to a super exclusive dinner and a movie date at Smod Castle Cinemas in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. You get to hang out in Kevin Smith's apartment upstairs before you chow down on a Kev-made film. You'll enjoy watching a private screening in Theater One. Includes a one-on-one interview with your host that's filmed for an episode of Smeditations, which is, he does this thing called Smeditations. (laughs) That's like a 10-minute thing where he just kind of points the camera at his face and talks. He does it like every two weeks. Like, he doesn't put out a lot of audio anymore, which that's the thing. I'm like, man, this guy... He's a he's a genius. Like that's that's smarter than getting people to pay to act in your movies. Like just basically getting people to do your secondary podcast for you. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, bring it, bringing them to your apartment that isn't your apartment. It's just like a place upstairs from the movie theater you own in New Jersey, which I will see a movie at. By the way, I'm I am uh, I've made a deal with myself that I have to go. See a movie After seeing Kevin the Aurora Borealis in the Arctic Circle, you're like going to convince your wife to go to Kevin Smith's movie theater in New Jersey. Yep. Yeah, that's well, she can look at her phone during so that many, one. I have so many. Yeah, I have so many places I want to see just from doing guys. But the Kevin Smith hedonism. Stuff, no, I don't want to go to hedonism. <laughs> Somebody recently texted or DM'd me and said, "Like, hey." What would happen if we just raised the money for you to go to hedonism? Would you feel so guilty that you would go? And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to. That place is so. That's the other thing we found. I mean, the and, Sex Guys uh, episode was is already, I think, one of the best podcast episodes I've ever listened to. It's insane. And <laughs> and like the 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 thing that we found through that was this cup this couple um, named Tom and Bunny, and we stream. Tom and Bunny all the time. They're the swinger couple that goes and gives tours of swinger clubs. And I got to tell you, the most we we think we know what the most bleak parts of America are, you know, the most depressed areas. I I defy you to watch one of those tours and say that the uh, playroom at a swingers club in San Antonio, Texas, isn't the most depressing thing you've ever seen in your life. This is terrifying, man. But we watch oh, all their tours. We 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 uh, on Sunday nights we watch them tour swingers clubs, and it's 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 great, man. This guy's a real pervert. We heard him tell a story recently where he was like, uh, they were they were at a club and they were in their playroom, their private playroom with another couple, and the guy was like, "Well, I have to do this real quick," and the guy pulls out a a injection and injects it into the base of his penis. And then he hands it over to Tom, who's our guy, and he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And he injects oh, it great. into the head of his penis. Oh, yeah, just a little, a little shared needle action. Awesome. Yeah, and then, he, then Tom takes a half of Viagra. It, is, it was really like when you take acid or an edible and you're like, it's not working, I'll take more. <laughs> He took <laughs> he took a half of a Viagra, and the story is that he fucked through twenty condoms over four and a half hours. Oh, oh, you're using condoms after you just shared a needle that had been sucked in a guy's dick. Yeah, it's it's an insane story. I, I mean, at, at that point, I would say fuck it. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going through twenty condoms. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Tom and Bunny are fucking great. Don't if you go look at them, don't. Don't comment on their stuff because I don't want to lose them. I love them so much. I uh, The people on the stream love yeah. them, too. And also, I think the FYM guys did this, but uh, Bubba the Love Sponge uh, food reviews are really good. Like, he doesn't know how to edit. So you really get to spend the whole time in the drive-thru with him. I would, I would describe Bubba's editing style as gorilla editing. <laughs> <laughs> he only... The thing we've noticed now, though, is that he only wears merch of his own. Like, he doesn't, I've never, I have, I didn't realize it before, but I've never seen him wear a non-Bubba the Love Sponge shirt. It's it's pretty incredible, actually. Uh, you know, maybe shit went wrong for him, I guess, but at least he had boxes and boxes of 4XL Bubba Army shirts, so he doesn't have to worry about clothes anymore. <laughs> 
Well, I realize I've gotten to a point in my life where every baseball hat I wear is is just one of our Chapo hats. So I feel like fucking <laughs> Wayne Campbell. I really feel like I'm just a Wayne now from Wayne's World because he's walking around with the Wayne's World hat. And I'm like, shit, good enough for Wayne. Good enough for me. Yes. And it's the choice of a new generation. Every time I go to a city now, I just buy a hat from the city and I wear this one. I think it's the Blue Jays one I'm wearing. I think I said you got the Dodgers hat on now. Oh, it's a Dodgers hat. Yeah. And guys will be like, How do you like the Dodgers? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't watch baseball. <laughs> well, they just got eliminated last night. So Oh, well, then I will know that if somebody yep. says something. <laughs> yep. Just say fuck the diamondbacks. <laughs> yeah, I just buy Clayton like, Kershaw, ugh, choke artist. I, I I already looked up if Alaska has sports teams. It seems they don't. So I no, will not don't. be getting an Alaska yeah. hat. <laughs> and choosing to go there in, in November was really a, a strike of genius for me. I, I was like, how cold can it get? And it turns out it can get pretty cold. Like negative 20 degrees in, in November. <laughs> pretty cold. Uh, Brian, uh, I, think we should, I think we should leave it there for, the, for this episode. But uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, filling in today. This was a, this, uh, today's episode was a balm to, to all of our souls. And thank you so much for, for sharing, for, for, you know, like your, your like David Attenborough, like excursions into the world of guys, like sort of coming back from the new world and showing us like, you know, spices and uh, tobacco in the form hey, the, of got weird guys the next two episodes are fucking really great it's uh branson talking about foodies with us yes which is uh, a really like incredible it, time we found a guy that blames bad service on wokeness and uh then the the following week after that is brace belden on rockabilly guys Ooh. so i think uh there's some real cool Ooh. shit coming up. Well, yeah, listeners, if you're not subscribed already, uh, head on over to Brian's Patreon and please check out uh, Guys. We'll have the, uh, the link in the show description. Uh, uh, that does it for us today. Once again, Brian, thanks so much for hanging out. Ah, thanks for having me. It's always fun. All right. Cheers, guys. Till next time. Yeah. Is Felix still here? It sounds like he's like, I don't know. It sounds like airing sheets up in yeah, the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to get right, a hold of him. I'm stopping the recording. Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, my uh, my mic fell off the stand. I was recording okay, it. Okay, okay. Felix, you want to come on in like two weeks and talk about it? Yeah. Nothing is easy the time that you worry, my friend. It's okay. Just take your life easy and stop all that. When tension starts mounting and you've lost count of the pennies you missed, just try hard and see why they're not worrying me. The last on my list.